In ancient times, men would set aside personal comfort and strive to live a life dedicated to a higher cause. These Nazarites would resist sin, they would call others into a life of holiness, and they would let their beards grow long as they grew in virtue. In honor of these great men, each November I get together with a couple thousand men and spend a month focused on growing. Growing in community, growing in virtue, and growing out our beards. This year we launched a podcast for the Nazarite Challenge. This podcast, Bearded Virtues. My name's Tony Vicenda, and I'm excited to have myself and some of my favorite people share their reflections on cardinal virtues with you. This week, we are diving into the virtue of prudence, and I have the distinct honor of guiding our first week of reflections. My name, as I said, is Tony Vicenda. I'm one of the founders of Catholic Bombco and the Nazarite Challenge. I also live and minister in Seattle, Washington, and run the Threshold Podcast. This is day seven of the Nazarite Challenge. So as we continue on in our conversations around prudence, as we kind of step past passions and start to look at the next step of that, which I would identify as preferences, and and I do want to promise you guys, I'm not going to give you like five P's this week. It just so happens that prudence, passion, and preference all happen to start with P. Um, Prudence isn't focused around our own preference. It's focused around what's best or what's excellent or what's highest. It's essential that we examine our preference clearly when we're trying to make prudent choices, not just asking what's best for me. And I, and I know for a lot of us, lots of times, even our desire to be prudent is self-oriented. It's about us growing in that virtue. And so this can seem like a catch-22, but growing in prudence actually requires us to set aside our own preference in a situation, right? So um, when it comes down to deciding which one of my children is going to get time on electronics, right? This may seem like a simple decision. There's not a high moral index here. There there probably is some kind of moral index. For me to make a prudent decision, I have to set aside what I may want to be have happening right then, which might be I just want silence, right? So not immediately going to none of you because I want silence, nor saying, hey, my second child who's going to want to watch a TV show that I prefer, let's put that on setting those things aside. I want to examine my own preference and move that off so that I can make the most prudent decision possible. Um, It's not about asking just what's best for me, but what is best for my neighbor and for us as Christians for asking what the Lord wants in light of what the situation is in front of me. The easiest way to determine the answers to the questions, what's best for my neighbor and what does God want is simply this to ask them, to ask my neighbor 
what their preference would be, to ask the person who I may be making a decision about or with or for or has a different opinion than me, what is it you would like to happen? And why is that the best thing that you think we can do? My, my business partners and I do this all the time. My co-ministers at my parish, we discuss each other's preferences so we can get a sense of what the desires in the room are because we know that there's actually goodness in those desires. And of course, discernment, asking the Lord, what would you like from me or what would you like in this situation is actually a great way to pursue the virtue of prudence and to set aside our own preference. If we look in scripture at Luke 16, we actually see the parable of the dishonest steward. Now, I know that for a lot of people, when we actually dive into this parable, it can seem really confusing. Um, it, it, we see this, this person who's kind of basically changing what it seems like the master is owed, right, in order to ingratiate themselves towards people so that when they're fired, they'll have friends. Now, they are ingratiating themselves towards people, but they are doing so by eliminating their own commission. They're basically giving up what they are owed right now as part of their responsibilities in hope of something for the future. And here's the thing. The, the master praises the steward for this. But beyond that, we actually see Christ at the end make this really interesting statement where he actually extols the shrewdness of the steward and the shrewdness of the children of the world and extols us to imitate that. Now, now, why does, why does Christ do that? Um, why does Christ basically hold up the sinful person as an example? Well, Jesus commonly uses the, the foolish or the weak to shame the wise. And this is a way that he's using somebody who is doing something from selfish motivation in order to show us what we can do in pursuing excellence in the area of prudence, right? If we, if we are shrewd in, in matters where we're supposed to be, if we look at things, if we take this long view, if we control our own passions, if we set aside our preference and are truly seeking the good, that shrewdness that, that the steward has doesn't turn into cunning, which is what he was doing. He was having cunning and trying to manipulate people. It turns into prudence or what actually helps us and others pursue this highest end. In the imitation of Christ, there's a beautiful quote. Love is prudent, circumspect, and upright. And so for us, I would encourage you all to reflect on what are the preferences that you have a hard time setting aside in given situations? Or how do you actually do that may be a better question. Situation to situation, our preferences are gonna change. What is hard for you about setting aside your own preference? Maybe you have a story or an example of where you've experienced that. I'd love to discuss that with you guys over in the Facebook group. If you haven't signed up for the Nazarite Challenge yet, please head over to NazariteChallenge.com and do so. Otherwise, we'll talk to you guys in the Facebook group. Again, we want to thank our sponsors, Catholic Bomb Co., Pink Salt Riot, the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit, and e-catholic um i really want to encourage you guys if you haven't yet to please rate and review this podcast on itunes if you rate and review it during the month of november you'll get entered into a chance to win a year of free stuff from catholic bomb co um, i know that a bunch of you guys have already done that we're thankful for that so much i'm really loving the conversations really loving the way things are going gentlemen we're going to look forward to talking to you again tomorrow so until next time stop shaving and start praying 